All right. Well, good afternoon, Joe. Mike. Uh, today is what March 14th. The Ides of March are upon us. And with that being said, um, you know, March Madness is here. March Madness is here in regards to the market. March Madness in regards to basketball. So why don't we kind of and don't forget the lovely weather we're having and the March. weather that we're having right right now. We finally got some uh, snow. I wish it was uh, more around. The holidays. I think you're the only one. Then mid March, but yeah, <laughs> I'm a skier, so I'm excited about it. But uh, so that being said, do you want to just share with um, the listeners, you know, what GRB is doing um, uh, with March Madness here? We want to have some fun, but we also want to give back to the community as well. Yeah. So um, you know, we came out with it just a, a little fun March Madness. Every you know, everybody picks their brackets. Um, so our loan officers have created what they call teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're sharing their their brackets or the ability for people to enroll in in their team, um, and we're going to have a little fun contest going on. So, in the beginning, there will be in the beginning rounds there will be uh, competition for free GRB gift baskets, mm-hmm. um, and at the end, the team each loan officer has chosen a charity. Mm-hmm. So at the end, each team or the team, the winning team will get a donation to their charity. Right. Um, so just a little fun event, you know, no cost to, to enter. So we encourage the participation. You get a chance to win some some cool GRB uh, swag. Right, exactly. Um, and then uh, a donation to the uh, loan officers team charity. So exactly. it's a, just a little fun way to give back. Yeah, I know I filled out my uh, bracket. I, um, I picked a long shot. Um, if you want to think I'm crazy, but I picked Penn State. Penn State. To, to win the whole thing. There's probably no shot, um, but I wanted to do something a little bit unique and different because SU is not in it. So I thought I could. Right. No, with, no Syracuse and attorney. And, you know, I just throw darts when I pick mine. Right. Right. You yeah. know, some people pick by the color of the uniform, the mascot. Yeah. So and I think somebody I've heard recently, somebody picked by the mascot and they like last year, they, they went pretty far because I don't remember who the Cinderella team was in the tournament, but yeah, there's a lot of bulldogs. As mascot. So if you yeah. chose that, you're probably in good shape. So, so more to come on that. And the tournament actually, um, I think there are actually some games tonight, some playing games, but then the, the tournament itself kicks off on Thursday. So yeah. we're excited about it. So speaking of annual events, so GRB, um, as you know, Joe, the past, I think five years, we have hosted around this time of year uh, an appraisal workshop to really, with the purpose being to educate, to inform, um, you know, the realtors that we work with on what's going on with this market. Um, you know, really, you know, the past, now going into really kind of our our third year, we're, we're continuing to see, you know, a repeat of, um, you know, a low amount of homes for sale. Inventory is low, um, properties, you know, continuing to sell well above the list list price. And that that dynamic, um, frankly, it even it feels and, and, and the numbers would support this, that it's tighter this year than it has been in, in years past. So so um, we're going to be hosting a workshop on March 29th. It'll be held at Monroe Golf Club from 830 till typically noon, um, as long as folks want to hang around. But we're going to kind of um, certainly address and talk through what's going on within the appraisal environment this year. But we want to spend more time getting feedback from realtors, for realtors, um, really talking about 
all of the sellers that many of our agents have talked to that that want to sell their house, but are reluctant to list their house because, quote unquote, they don't know where they're going to go. And what we want to do is to take this time to certainly talk about appraisals, what's going on, but really get into a Q&A around what strategies can realtors um, recommend to their clients that are right now saying, pause, we're not going to list our house, but kind of talk through specific steps that they can take today to motivate more sellers to list in what today is really a great time to sell your house. Anything you'd add to that, Joe? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we hear it and we'll go through some numbers that kind of really emphasize why it's a good time to sell if you're thinking about selling. And a lot of the agents that we've talked to have you know, been trying to, to tell their um, potential sellers, sell now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we know timing can be everything. We've talked about it on this podcast. And, you know, the amount of homes, I heard the stat last week um, on another podcast <laughs> I was listening to actually, for sale uh, in Monroe County, over 200,000, if you strip away all new builds, was 90. Really? 90. So when you think of these sellers that want to sell and are worried about where they're going to go, um, there's the, the fear is real, right? There's They're not seeing anything on the market that would be a move up home for them. Um, and, you know, what we're seeing is now this is creating more pressure on the first time home buyers because they're getting beat out a lot because those sellers that would typically move into those houses, those bigger houses, maybe are, are settling for a, a smaller home. And that compounded with the higher rates that we're seeing in the market right now is really brought people's price points down to where they can actually qualify as right, well. Right. So Joe, you were just talking about obviously the environment we're in right now. Can you kind of give some of the um, the actual stats? I know you 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 track our results. Um, can you share with the listeners kind of what you learned the past 30, 45 days? Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at the, again, we, we track on all our applications. What was the list price? What's the average list price by zip code? How much over list price is the house going? So in, uh, the month of February, 63% of our applications that came in, came in over list price. So that those buyers agreed to buy that house anywhere from a 10th of a percent all the way up to 35% okay. over list. Uh, we continue to see those hot areas or, or hot pockets, right? In uh, 14612 zip code, you know, average is 23% over ask. Wow. Um, 14616 is 19% over. So those two, we had the most amount of applications in those two zip codes, and those seemed to be the higher ones. Sure. Um, there were some that went up as 35%, but there was only one deal in that area. Um, now, what's interesting is when we look at just Monroe County, 75% of our applications are coming in over ask. If we look at just Onondaga County, 80% are coming in over you know list price. So that's a, a pretty big amount of, uh, of the volume that we do are just in those two counties and then mm-hmm. the surroundings, obviously. Um, in Monroe County, what we're seeing year over year, uh, our, our list price Monroe in 2023 is 7% over list, but the average list price is up by 15%. So from the where it was, the higher. average starting point is higher and we're still going over ask. And in Onondaga County, um, you know, we're looking at four and a half percent over list. So not as big over list, but uh, in their um, average list price starting point is four percent higher than it was last year. So mm-hmm. we are seeing, you know, that movement um, again, the timing of everything, timing of selling now when there's low inventory. I keep hearing stories of houses being listed at a certain price point and going well over ask. You know, 120 showings, open houses that you can't even park on the street, 
Um, so again, that that buyer demand uh, remains strong, and and we see that in our own numbers. Our uh, prequal activity, another thing that we track, how many new new credit reports sure. we're pulling at the beginning uh, during the course of a month, was up three hundred percent from December to January, and has continued at that level uh, for the months of February and March as well. So that buyer demand is there; it's real. There's no supply to fill that that appetite for the house, um, and so we're seeing these price wars again. So if you are a seller thinking about you know listing your property and worried about where you're going to go. Talk to your agent about those, what your options are, because listing now will definitely work to your advantage. Yeah. So that being said, Joe, let's kind of turn this discussion to rates. So obviously, you know, the past 30 days up until last week, you know, rates had, have ticked up a bit. You know, yeah. they actually tickled close to 7%. Um, but then last week, obviously, a lot of uh, news uh, uh, that went through the banking industry um, that, you know, uh, drove rates rates down and today you know the real big news was news that came out regarding inflation you know what was the news today and and what impact has it had on rates yeah i mean the, the today the numbers came in kind of where everybody was projecting them to mm-hmm. um the the noise last week with uh, silicon valley bank uh, mm-hmm. and the uh, signature bank in new york state with the government coming in and kind of saying everybody relax we're going to we're going to make everybody whole or make things right here quieted a lot of the volatility we saw. I think we would have seen rates a lot lower this week had the government not come out and done that, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the fear of, of creating a run on banks, essentially, if they right. didn't. Um, but what we, what we saw today with the core inflation numbers coming in just about as expected, uh, month over month was 0.1% higher than what they were forecasting. So rates kind of remained, uh, we haven't seen a ton of rate movement today. The real news will come next week when the Fed meets to discuss if they're going to hike rates, which a lot of people have opined that they're not going to or that they're going to pause at least because of the volatility that's been created with this this banking chaos. Right, right. Now, obviously, you know, Joe, we've talked a lot about, you know, obviously there's not a lot of homes for sale right now, but, you know, obviously trying to to take some steps to educate sellers on why they should list their house now to, to increase the amount of homes that all of these buyers can take a look at. Um but obviously, you know, here at GRB, you know, we've really taken a hard look at, you know, what's going to be our response um, to the market that we find ourselves in. And I know that you and I and our entire team here have really worked hard to try to provide, you know, more tools to the realtors to to compete in this environment. Can you share with the, you know, with the group, you know, what some of those tools are and more importantly, how effective they've been? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, we're in our uh, homebuyer dream season. So mm-hmm. the homebuyer dream grant is a grant that's we participate as a member of the Federal Home Loan Bank and we can offer uh, to our clients. And it's a $9,500 grant with $500 that can be used towards uh, to offset the cost of credit counseling. So in total, it's $10,000. Uh, it's a forgivable grant for first time home buyers. There are certain income limits that they have to be under for one or two person households and three plus person households. And it's a way for them to get some down payment and closing cost assistance. And we, over the past uh, three years since they rolled the program out, we've been one of the top um, utilizers of the of the program. Uh, each year, we've gone through all of the funds we've been allotted. Last year, we were granted some additional funds. Right. So it's really a great program. Uh, that program set to kick off March 27th is the first day that uh, we can actually reserve a spot. 
we are starting to see some applications come in with the Home Buyer Dream grant attached to them, which is okay because as long as they're closing after April 20th or so, you know, it's usually enough time for the Federal Home Loan Bank to review uh, in the initial um, timeline because they got an influx right at the beginning. So, you know, that grant is coming. That launch date's March 27th. If you're out there shopping and you're trying to get a spot um, within that program, there's still spots available. Uh, so talk to your loan officers about that. And, um, you know, that's a great tool. and We've used that a lot. Now, Joe, with that program, I think, you know, for those folks that that are, you know, um, that maybe perhaps haven't used that that grant before, this would be their, their first time. A lot of people, you know, agents might think that, you know, is this going to take a long time? Can you kind of speak to kind of the turn time involved and what can someone expect if they apply for that type of grant? Yeah, I mean, we've we've gotten it down to a science where it, it's just part of our normal process. You know, nobody really even knows that that's going on behind the scenes for the most part. Typically, you know, we can close those loans in 30 days. Again, that when that program first launches on March 27th, the federal home loan bank's review time is a little bit longer because mm-hmm. they're working through an influx of files, and then it kind of goes down. I think, um, you know, last year we got some some decisions back within two days. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a, and we do a great job of vetting it up front. So there's not a, a back and forth between us and the federal home loan bank on additional documents or anything like that. So, you know, in the beginning you're probably looking at a week to ten day turn time from okay. the federal home loan bank, and then it kind of comes down throughout the process. So it really depends on where you are in line. What we have seen over the past couple of years because of the limited inventory is the utilization hasn't been as high as, as they wanted to. I think last year they did uh, $10.9 million in grants, but the total pool was somewhere in the 15 to $20 million range. So, right, right. Um, you know, it wasn't fully utilized to, to what they had hoped for. Okay. Now, Joe, you know, shifting gears a bit. So we're seeing a lot of our buyers are competing with cash. Yep. Um, you know, we probably you know, probably 25 to 30% of the offers that are going on are, are, are cash-related offers. Um, obviously, we've rolled out our Cash Plus program. Can you kind of, you know, share a little bit more about, you know, again, not only how that program works, but how effectively it's being used? Yeah, so the Cash Plus program uh, we rolled out, you know, last year. And uh, what it is, it's a fully underwritten mortgage commitment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this isn't our loan officers verifying income and assets. This is a loan that basically is cleared to close aside from an appraisal uh, and the borrower's homeowner's insurance and essentially them finding a home. Um, and, you know, what we've seen is that those borrowers that are, are going through our program, they're putting a 10% earnest money deposit down. So, you know, the fear of, well, this buyer could just walk away from, if they do walk away, they're losing 10% you know, of that earnest money deposit, they've already been fully underwritten. So mortgage contingency is pretty much cleared. And um, the nice part about those is we do all that work up front. When that file comes in, it goes right through, you know, appraisal, homeowner's insurance, and deal goes out the door. And, uh, you know, it's really been a, um, a successful, you know, we're running about a um, 60% conversion rate. So 60% of our buyers that go through the program, the pre-approval are getting their offers accepted. And, um, you know, there's still some buyers out there shopping, uh, but it, it really helps to, to make that borrower a little bit more sticky as well, because they're having to provide all those documents up front. So they're, they're providing us their income, their assets. You know, we're making sure that they have all the funds needed if they're getting a gift, you know, that has to all be transferred up ahead of time. So, you know, again, essentially we're doing a clear to close on that and, and that's been um, helpful in getting these now. It doesn't mean that uh, if you're lower than the highest offer that you're still going to win the right. deal. 
um, because we are seeing that where, you know, people are coming in as cash with uh, unlimited escalation clauses or, right. uh, you know, so the highest offer typically still tends to win. What does the buyer need to do, Joe, to have their mortgage contingency waived? So if they do want to waive their contingency, if they guarantee the appraisal, now our commitment is no longer subject to an appraisal, right? So they're guaranteeing the appraisal, they're covering it in full, regardless of where the home appraises, they're going to pay that delta, whether it's through our appraisal gap solution or just paying it out of pocket and keeping their loan amount the same. Um, if they guarantee that appraisal, then again, it, that mortgage contingency has been fully satisfied. Right. Now, again, Joe, we're, we're still seeing a lot of first-time home buyers, you know, uh, people that are looking to buy their, their first home. You mentioned the home buyer dream grant um, is a is a big help. But can you kind of share, you know, we've relaunched the Sunny May program um, and also we're participating in the NeighborWorks program. Can you kind of share a little bit about those two programs and again, how effective those those programs are now? Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, Sunny May, for those that don't know, State of New York Mortgage Association. So it is a bond mortgage program. And the uh, state of New York basically provides uh, down payment assistance loans mm -hmm. to buyers that participate in the program. So it is essentially 100% financing if you choose to use the down payment assistance loan. The great part about Sunny May is it's a standard rate across the board. So typically, if you're shopping for a mortgage, rates can vary from bank to bank. Uh, with Sunny May, we get the same bank, uh, same rate as any other banks in the sure. area that participate in the program. And... Um, you know, what it's come down to is how effective can you underwrite and, and close the program. And, uh, you know, we relaunched in January. You know, we had done some uh, back in 2020, kind of uh, put it aside for a little while, but have relaunched since. And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of success. We, we've um, seen uh, quite a few applications come through as well as our turn times. You know, the, the um, one that sticks out the most in my in my head was we had a, a deal come in right at the end of December, uh, right around the time of the holidays. Sure. And that loan went through in 26 days. That's awesome. Um, you know, so so really that turn time has has come down. And I think that's been a stigma around Sunny May before. Um, the nice thing about Sunny May is it is a conventional mortgage, right? So we've seen these underserved borrowers typically that have to go FHA, get their offers put to the bottom of the pile because it's FHA. Uh, but Sunny May has follows conventional appraisal guidelines. Uh, it is a conventional loan, so it's written as a conventional loan into the offer. Uh, the down payments, down payment assistance loan, you don't have to qualify for. If you qualify for Sunny May, you qualify for the down payment assistance loan. So that doesn't have to be part of the contingency of the offer because it's basically guaranteed to the. And to the can borrower. that be combined with Homebuyer Dream? That can be combined with Homebuyer Dream. Um, that's the other nice benefit of Sunny May is there's an unlimited CLTV. So you, you know, what does that mean, Joe? That means that you can have your first mortgage at 97%. You can have the down payment assistance loan, which takes you to 100%. And then you can add a home buyer dream on top of it. You can add the NeighborWorks loan on top of it. Um, you can add additional grants on top of it. I think last year we had a borrower that used uh, $26,000 in grants. That's they came fantastic. to the closing with $100. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, if you're that buyer, how how happy are you? That's I just fantastic. bought a house with $100. That's great. That's great. The last thing, Joe, I just want to um, kind of share with, with our group here today is obviously, you know, rates today are, let's call it in the mid sixes um, for the most part. You know, but there is this, this feeling that at some point down the road, there's no guarantee of this, but that rates will eventually drop. And we've just, we're excited that we've rolled out the GRB rate relief program. Can you 
kind of share a little bit about how that program works and, and how that can benefit people? Yep. So for those those buyers that do buy now and they go and rates do drop between now and the end of 2025, uh, when they if they come back to GRB to do their refinance, we will waive our processing fee, our underwriting fee, and the appraisal fee on the file. So, you know, we're, we're basically saying, you know, that as a bank, we're, we're not charging you anything to refinance with us um, because it's important, right? We, we know that buying right now in this higher rate environment can make some people uneasy. But historically, what we've seen is that rates go up and down. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the mortgage business is, is a cyclical business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can't guarantee that rates are going to come down. But if they do, we're, we're here for you and we're here to help. Right. That's great. That's great. So. Well, listen, we're just going to we're going to wrap up and kind of where we started with March Madness. You know, we're super excited for the tournament. We're uh, excited, you know, uh, to really see all of you, um, you know, show up to our March 29th uh, event. We think it's going to be a real good time for us to come together as industry professionals and really kind of talk through some of the real challenging issues. areas that we're all kind of working through on a day-to-day basis and try to come up with some solutions so that we can win um, in the spring. Should so, we share that there may be costumes? There may be costumes. Um, so the Survive and Thrive, um, there is going to be a theme. It's going to be a Survivor themed. I'm a big Survivor fan, so um, I'm actually going to um, dress up as Jeff Probst, the host of that uh, show. So I guess for that reason alone, you might as well show up. I mean, that's that's worth the price of admission. Right, exactly. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you.